0: to this podcast by Treasury Today and HSBC. The COVID-19 crisis has had a major impact on companies' purchasing behaviour, from supply chain disruption to the collapse in business travel. In this environment, companies have had to source new vendors at short notice, while taking steps to bolster their working capital, and of course they've had to do all this while switching rapidly to remote working arrangements. So how have commercial cards helped companies through this challenging environment? And what developments are we likely to see as the situation continues to evolve? Sophie Jackson spoke to HSBC's Joe Towers, Europe Regional Head of Payments and Cards, Global Liquidity and Cash Management, and Brian Tompkins, Global Head of Commercial Cards, to find out.
1: Thank you so much for coming today so basically what i want to do today is talk a little bit about how you've seen commercial cards helping your customers throughout this year of the pandemic that we're going through um, and how the situation as you've noticed it change has changed your customers behaviors so i want to kick off joe and ask you what you've seen the impact of covid19 being on commercial cards. perhaps let's begin thinking about travel and expense spend
2: Yes, thanks, Sophie. So it's fair to say that there's been a fairly big impact in this space this year, really since the first quarter. So I'm not sure about yourself and when you last travelled, but certainly we're not doing any work travel or, or any personal travel at this at this point. So work-wise, we've seen um, you know travel pretty much come to a halt for for most companies now um, globally, um, very limited travel, and, and that has had a knock-on impact on spend on on our commercial cards. And um, so not just with HSBC, I think we'll have seen this across the industry that the amount of spend has has pretty much dropped off a cliff. That said, I think it's still a highly relevant solution for our clients to have. I believe travel will pick up. We probably won't travel in the same way that we have done for some time. But the commercial card is still a great solution for clients. And, um, and they still know that. One, it gives you the working capital benefit but also it gives you um, that protection you know when, when you are traveling around any fraud around cancellations those sorts of things
3: i second what joe said and, and what i will say is the comment about the industry i was recently at a, a conference and heard uh one of the global card issuers say that throughout may and june they actually had a negative revenue scenario where they had given back more in refunds on, on travel bookings that they had than they had coming in. And so they so had a, a negative reporting couple of months there, which I, I'm glad to say it was never that bad for, for HSBC, even in, in the height of lockdown. And even at the start of lockdown, we, we were issuing more TE cards to some customers. We, we have one example, which is a global oil firm, who had people stationed all around the world and that they weren't traditional T&E card users. What they would normally have done is booked all their travel through a central company, you know, in policy airlines, certain routes that they've got planned, et cetera. And of course, trying to do that when the world was very, very suddenly and quickly going into lockdown and airlines were stopping flying, whole cities were kind of locking down. It was more of a case of, these people needed to get home and they're in you know, obscure places, et cetera. And so we opened up a card program for them in just a few days and, and sent cards all around the world to people who could then take that piece of plastic and just turn up to an airline desk, You know, get to the next nearest airport, by whichever means they could purchase a ticket, whether that be an in-policy airline, a budget airline, even taking random routes to, to, to get home. Uh, but ultimately that you know that worked and, and, and we did help get everybody home.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much both. I mean, so obviously as we're all seeing, as Joe mentioned, in our personal and professional lives, travel um obviously reduced significantly business expenses too. But what about overall card usage and business to business payments in particular? Um, Joe, what are you seeing?
2: So in light of, I guess, people not travelling, we're, we're looking at how we can work with our clients in a slightly different way. So not necessarily focused on on travel programmes and really looking at B2B spend. And I guess there's an opportunity with our clients to help them more broadly around their payables and how they manage them and how they get some uh, working capital benefit, which is even more critical at this point in time than, than I think ever so we have been working with clients around that and seeing how we embed card programmes into their, their end-to-end payables and, and procurement journeys, really. So it's not just about paying for a flight when, when need be in your travel. It's actually about how do you pay your suppliers? How, how do you get into that end-to-end supply chain? And we've seen a real, um, a real uptake in that since the, the beginning of the year.
1: And what's driven the increase in the B2B space?
3: Well, as Joe mentioned, I think working capital demand is a, is a big piece, um, especially when everything started to really go crazy, I guess, and, you know, in Europe, it was certainly March, April time and supply chains really locked up around the world. There was regular supply chains happening, but because of lockdowns, because of you know, whole factories closing in, in many instances then our customers needed to source goods and materials from suppliers that they have never done business with before. And and from markets they may have never done business in as well. They needed to pay for those goods and services. And probably the simplest way to do that and the lowest risk way to do that is a card-based product, whether that be a virtual card, a purchasing card, where they could pay for those suppliers. they're, They're protected on the fulfillment of those goods, most importantly. And they'd have the cash flow benefit from us. You know, a 60-day float where they could get those goods in, continue to operate all at a time when cash was really becoming limited in, in the system due to the disruptions in the supply chain.
2: Yeah, and I think with that, you also get the, the, the benefit of the extended um, period in which you need to pay. So you've got the added benefit of your your interest-free period over, over say, 60 days. So I think in, in many cases... are our clients have uh, struggled with uh, day-to-day cash flow at certain periods.
1: Do you have an example of a client that you can talk to us about, Joe?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, we had a client who was um, a pharmaceutical firm, and um, a bit like many of us, uh, they were all hit in the, in the same way in that um, almost overnight the, the workforce had to all work from home um, and they needed immediate access to supply uh, to supplies, laptops, printers, couriers, um, and obviously they weren't able to, to go ahead and just order that like they would do in the, in the office. And we were asked to set up a programme to support them that, on that with our, our card solutions, which we were able to do and um, more critically get those cards to the individuals in their homes rather than sending a bulk um, order of cards and pins to the office where they weren't going to be able to use them anyway. So, yeah, we got them all set up with the necessary approvals and um, permissions and they were able to, to go ahead with that.
3: Some of the changes that we've had to make internally is more well, paper-free. Uh, that was happening anyway. Just, mm. just moving to straight-through processing for card applications, perhaps virtual card programs rather than physical plastic, so you can you know, just do something through a desktop or a, or a mobile to generate a card to pay suppliers and also to get pins electronically to people. So mm. we implemented PIN by SMS, which which again just takes out some of the some of the paper headache, which is. It, it, this is a moment in time that has caused this, but these are all great, meaningful investments and, and customer experience enhancements that will, will continue to add benefit to, to us and our clients going forward.
1: Awesome. So do you think that this has all just been a moment in time and that the B2B spend is going to drop as we start to see, or whoever knows when we might start to see, but as we do start to hopefully see travel and expenses picking back up again?
3: Well, I think... To answer the question about when travel comes back, um, uh, another conference I was was virtually at recently, the the ratings agencies gave a, a hypothesis of when they thought travel was coming back globally. And it varied sometime between late 2023 to 2024 before it got back to 2019 levels. Okay, so a ramp up period starting next year. But, but really a, a kind of four year window before we get back to the, the world as it once was in terms of business travel. But, but in terms of overall, um, you know, do I think that when T&E comes back, there'll be less focus on B2B and supplier payments? No, quite, quite the contrary. I think this has been a, a great catalyst for B2B spend to grow on cars. I think you know our virtual card product, so single-use cards that are tokenized numbers to pay suppliers in a very secure way. That was already our fastest payment, pro- fastest growing payment product globally, and this has been a catalyst further to that. The repurposing of T E lines into the B to B space, as well as the ability to uh, to, to be confident that when paying suppliers, they know that in the event of unfulfillment or some issue, goods being received that are not to the quality that were expected, and this protection, there, just like it is as a consumer, the company benefit from those protections as well. And as the world become more turbulent for a while there, that that became even more important. So I think the B2B spend that we've seen grow in, in many aspects in many markets will continue to be there. And then TNE will come back on top of that as well as things come back over the next few years. So, so I, I'm pretty confident that commercial cards as an industry and as a business will be significantly larger in two to three years' time from now than it was at any time pre-pandemic.
2: I agree, and and I think we've seen it. We've seen it in cards, and we've seen it across other other forms of um, payables and receivables in recent months. I think on, particularly on B2B spend and, and that as a solution with our clients, I don't think it's just a spur-of-the-moment decision to go ahead with that and then just to change your processes and um, to set up a programme and give people cards and then in six months' time to decide, actually, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's part usually of part of a, a broader kind of strategic objective, a broader tra- transformation um, within the company. So it would be odd to to reverse that once you've started. So I think actually see that we will probably see greater momentum in in months and years to come as people see this as a permanent opportunity for them as part of their overall business and treasury transformation. But we've also seen it on, on, as I say, on other solutions. And um, I think what the crisis over the last nine months, nine to 12 months has done is it's accelerated some trends that we already were seeing. So personally, when I I see looking after the... um, our our paper products, our manual products as well, and what's happened around cash and cheques. You know, we saw them decline significantly at the beginning of um, the pandemic. And actually, they're not really returning to the levels that they were at, and they probably never will, but they were on a decline anyway. So um, I think what we will see is an accelerated decline on some of these solutions, and where people have, have moved to something new, they'll see that that now just becomes part of the way that they do. They do business cards is no exception to that.
3: Yeah, and even in our consumer behaviour, right? Mm-hmm. You, uh, none of us are using cash anymore. Um, you know, it's uh, people literally don't want to touch it, and yeah. uh, and that's been replaced by cards and and you know and contactless payments and, and Apple Pay, Google yeah. Pay, where
2: you know, yeah, yeah, cash fee is advertised widely now across a number of businesses. So exactly, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, what you guys are saying there makes so much sense. Thank you. Um, And then I guess, finally, um, what do we see happening next? What are going to to be some of the next developments or trends in your space, do you guys think?
2: Brian and I talk about this relatively often, actually, and um, particularly around the convergence between payments and cards. And I think we've typically always seen them as separate solutions for clients. And even when you speak to clients, they're dealt with in different departments. But actually, they are ultimately solutions that help you manage your payables. And um, I see them coming closer and closer together in that journey with our, our clients. And one thing that we have talked about is how we see transactions flipping between the two. So there's, there are a couple of industry initiatives where we're looking at how something might use cards infrastructure, but actually not be using a card as, as the token Um, or where people use a card, but they want to, it's more about how they debit transactions from their bank account or where you flip the transaction. So what starts as a card transaction ends up as a bank account payment. So um, I think we will see some further innovation in that space in the the coming couple of years and greater convergence than um, it not necessarily being differentiated so much.
3: I agree. We're already seeing players in the FinTech space that are kind of bridging the gap in, in this proposition, which is making it easier for the buyer and supplier to, to handle different payment types and to transact with each other, I see a better trend in um, automation and using data to help with decisioning. So taking cash positions, forecasted cash positions, and helping a treasurer decide where to pay from, be that from a B2B cards credit line or from cash reserves. And that will change with seasonality.
1: Okay, awesome. So, finally, to wrap up our conversation, are there any final points that you guys would like to share with our community around this space that we're discussing today?
2: I, I think just from from my perspective, and picking up on on maybe something Brian just mentioned at the end there, and how we see commercial cards fitting more broadly into treasury, perhaps, and how it comes together in your overall payables solutions and we see that having choice is a really um, important piece for us and um, a great opportunity for us to bring these these um, solutions together. So whether it is that you're looking for a real-time solution and with that you're using an instant payment as a treasurer because you've got that just-in-time need to pay for an invoice or on the opposite end of the spectrum where you want that 60 days working capital benefit interest-free and you can use your commercial card instead to, to pay a supplier, we think there's an opportunity for us to provide that kind of solution and give you that choice.
3: And I would just add that if there are treasurers out there that haven't looked at commercial cards as a, as a tool to have in their toolkit, then, then now is a good time to do so. We've talked about a number of use cases here, and we as an organization have invested pretty heavily in our products and propositions over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, come and talk to us.
0: Thanks to Joe Towers and Brian Tompkins at HSBC for sharing their thoughts on the impacts of the COVID-19 crisis on commercial cards. It's certainly been interesting to learn more about how customer behaviour has changed, how cards have helped companies through the pandemic, and how this space is likely to develop in the coming years, Thank you for listening to this podcast episode brought to you by treasury today and hsbc please don't forget to subscribe so you can keep an eye out for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts